You're listening to The Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Praise, mercy, and peace from God our Father, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The base for our sermon today is the gospel reading that we read a few minutes ago from Matthew chapter 17. Don't you hate it when your clothes get stained? It never fails. It never fails that when you're wearing that favorite item of clothing, that no matter how careful you are, it ends up with a stain. Perhaps you spill food on it, perhaps you spill wine on it, something like that. It never seems to fail. And I bring it up this morning because we are celebrating an event which three disciples witnessed, which they will never forget. The event which will transpire before their eyes will stain their memory. That event would leave its mark on them as long as they live. Now, at first they were told not to talk about it. But then after Jesus ascended into heaven and they received the gift of the Holy Spirit, they just can't keep their mouths shut. They have this urge. They have this compulsion to tell everyone what they saw as well as everything they knew about the love of Jesus Christ. In our account for today from Matthew, it tells us that Jesus takes with him three disciples, Peter, James, and John. He leads them up a mountain. And that in itself isn't very unusual. Elsewhere in the Gospels, it tells us that Jesus would either go away by himself or with his disciples, and they would go off and they'd pray away from the crowds. So Jesus takes these three disciples with him up the mountain. But when they get up there, something happens that stains their memory forever. Jesus is totally transformed. It says, He was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. No longer did Jesus look like just any old guy around Galilee. No longer was Jesus covered with a stain of human flesh. But rather, Jesus now is shown brighter than anything one has ever seen. He's brighter than anything soaked in Clorox bleach or OxyClean. As mysterious as this is, the other mysterious thing shows up to be up with him. Because on either side of him are Moses and Elijah, the two Old Testament cornerstones. Matthew tells us they are talking to Jesus about something. So in amazement, without thinking, Peter being Peter blurts out, Lord, it's good for us to be here. If you wish, I'll make three tents. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And no sooner Peter get these words out of his mouth, and one of the most terrifying events happens to him and the other disciples. Suddenly that mountaintop is engulfed in a cloud, and then they hear this loud voice, the same loud voice that was heard at Jesus' baptism. 
And a voice says, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Peter, James, and John, out of desperate fear for their lives, hit the deck. And they cover their faces, believing they were probably dead. They peek out between their arms to see if they're still in heaven. They are in heaven, rather. When they look out, they realize they are still on the mountaintop. That only Jesus remains. Only Jesus remains. Moses is gone. Elijah's gone. The cloud engulfing the mountain is gone. Only Jesus remains. And it's not the Jesus who was standing before them and glowing, blinding, better than oxyclean brightness, but the good old normal-looking Jesus. Only Jesus remains. Now, I don't know about you, but when I hear the account of the transfiguration and Jesus' glory and power, I can't help but think how awesome of an event that must have been. I can't help but wish that that power and that glory of Jesus would be used today. That would be here in our world to help us fix some of those terrible things in our, in our sinful world. In the midst of these times, in the midst of hard times of our lives that we go through, I think we yearn, don't we, for the glory of God? Don't we yearn for the magnificent presence of God that somehow he'd come in and he'd just change everything? We like power. We, think that we like to think we use power to better things. Imagine God in his glorious power. That would be a good thing for us in a world to experience. We think this. Imagine it. But if we, it were to actually happen, if God all of a sudden was to reveal himself to us in his glory and power, you know what we'd do? We'd hit the deck. Just like those disciples. We'd drop to the ground. We'd bury our heads on our arms like Peter, praying for that moment to go away. And the raw and awesome glory of God you and I, as soiled sinners, are not worthy to be before God in all of his holiness and all of his glory because his awesomeness does not tolerate sin. Our human nature expects God to be the source of fireworks. We sort of expect God to be this great show. But if God were to reveal his glory to us, his power and his might in our sinful state. I wonder if any of us would even pay attention to it, to his love, rather. If any of us pay attention to the cross and what it was that Jesus sent, went through for us. No, I think, in fact, our eyes would be glued on the glory of God. And we totally neglect the love of God. The love of God which saves us. The thing is, we could not and we cannot handle the raw power of God. 
Thus, we need a filter. We need a filter because if you and I look at Jesus in all of his godly glory and power, if we were to look at Jesus in our sinful soil state, knowing that we're about to be judged for what we have wrongfully done, we would hit the deck. We try to hide ourselves, full well knowing that our life is over and our future is hopeless. St. Paul says in Philippians that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Note he says not only in the presence of Jesus, but in the name of Jesus, everyone will bow before him. And that even in our poor, miserable, sin-stained state, Jesus comes to you, and he comes to me. Jesus reaches out with his callous carpenter's hand. He puts his hand on your shoulder. As you peek to see if you are still alive, he says, rise and have no fear. Rise and have no fear. For only Jesus remains. As you climb to your feet, only Jesus goes with you down the mountain of transfiguration in a stained humility to the dark and dirty valley where you and I live our lives. In a few short days, we're ready to head into that season we call Lent. It's a season of renewal, a season which is particularly dark value, valley, which causes us to focus our attention on forgiveness and salvation. And it's Jesus alone who will walk through that valley of the shadow of death. He will die this death for your sins alone. Now granted, of course, there are two others hanging with him on the crosses. And yet Jesus, suspended on that cross, stained with his own blood, is dying alone. Jesus alone is taken down from that cross. Jesus alone was laid to rest in an empty tomb about a stone's throw away from the cross. Jesus alone would rise from the grave to ultimately defeat sin, death, and a power, Satan himself, for you and for me and for all people. It's Jesus alone who remains, who will come again in this holy, glorified brightness to bring you home with him. Jesus alone is who you, who you and I and every person outside these walls needs. On this Transfiguration Sunday, <clears throat> we see Jesus shining so brightly in all of his glory. And But even though he's joined by Moses and Elijah of the Old Testament, when everything is said and done, only Jesus remains. 
I invite you this morning, as well as each and every day, to look up. The author of Psalm 21 asks the question, from where does my help come? And he answers this question by saying, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Your help, as you walk the plains of life, as you travel through the valley of the shadow of death, stained in sin, comes from Christ. Christ, who calms your fears, who bears your burdens, who comforts you in your sorrow, and lovingly attends to you all the days of your life. In the end, only Jesus remains. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpass all human understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was filled with joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word. If you have questions or would like more information about Hope Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.hopeaurora.org. Send an email to office at hopeaurora.org or call us at 303-364-7416. This has been The Word of Hope.